Back to Old School with DP and J. Presented by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I think a day full. Isn't it a day full? Good stuff all the way around. Uh, Bowster from Lincoln East, Brandon and Brandon. The Bowsters are uh, state champions, dad and son. <coughs> Pretzel got me. <laughs> Pretzel got me. There's no question. It was number two. It still got me. Oof. Uh, for Ashley Scoggin, and Buzzy Carruthers. Hanging out with us over the course of this thing. Good stuff. <laughs> um, give me one Christmas song. Give me one that makes my top ten. Surprise me. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. See? From now on, our I went chairman of the board. Come on. Out of Come on. If Frank is singing it, it's gold. It's gold. All right, let's ask the Hall of Famer. Let's bring in Jay Foreman and see if he's got a favorite Christmas song. Jay, you have a favorite Christmas song, the one that you think you can sing when nobody ain't around. Uh, Silent Night. <laughs> Hold on, Nick. Silent we have that night. in there. Hold on. We have that. The, Jay, here's your chance to sing along. Yep. We Hold got on. Jay Karaoke coming okay, up we, on no, 93 no, 7. No, 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 no. You ain't got to sing. Oh, just... Hold on. There's there there's one person on the planet who could sing that. <laughs> the buzzy buzzy right, thing. That's what I'm talking. I, uh, my uncle. I have an uncle. Um, well, his name is uh, Richard Hall, but we call him Dicky. Uncle Blood. He can get deep like that dude, man. Man. And then so when they, so when we when they would be uh, before we had to you know young young kids had to go to sleep before on Christmas Eve. I guess they must have been rapping presents and. Having snops and uh, eggnogs, <laughs> like eggnog, he they would they would get down to those Christmas songs. Those so it was always Silent Night because I was right when I was about to go to bed because I wanted to take up to see what I got. <laughs> so what? But is that one that you could sing, or or, or are you not? Uh, a- no, I can't. I can't sing, man. I can't sing. I can't even hum good. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Now what? No, there's one thing. There's there's one thing that I'll that, that I try to sing when I'm in the car by myself is uh, Mike Jackson when uh, Santa Claus uh, is coming to town. The, human nature or whatever comes on. Oh, you try to hit. You try to hit that one. Oh yeah, Mike Jack. Yeah, yeah, I rock the Mike Jack. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll 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 have to make note of that, Nick. We'll have to make note yeah. of that. So where are you on the plane? You're going to be at the, the event in Omaha? What are you doing? I don't know where you are on the plane. Uh, what's the event in Omaha? Oh, I thought there was an event there that, that 
uh, that you were at. I never know where Jay Foreman is. I I gave up trying to figure out like where you were. You're like Waldo. It's like where's 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 Jay Foreman? Well, I ain't, yeah, ain't, yeah, ain't nothing happening no more. Not that I know. Of. Okay, maybe they got some some stuff. Maybe they got some meaning of the mind up there. Okay. Um. All right. All right. Not uh, for me, man. Okay. All right, just, I'm on the East Coast trying to trying to get this wind to blow me back safely. So <laughs> I don't get the tornado. Yeah, I'm glad you weren't here yesterday, man. It was pretty nasty yesterday. We were sitting up at Tanner's, couldn't even see out the window. Yeah, it looked like it was no joke, man. Uh, so my mom is a news is a, is a weather watcher, and she was uh, giving me updates okay. all the way from uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, it was. Let me tell you, it was pretty different. Um, so. After a day after signing day, do you still feel uh, warm and fuzzy about this about the the talent that's on, that was added to this roster yesterday? Uh, I like the pieces. I like the uh, you know the different positions uh, the, that they're you know they address you know as far as uh, you know positions of need you know whether these guys provide instant depth or you know future starters or whatever happens. I mean the, you know the rest is you know is up to them you know. Come in, work hard, earn your stripes. So there's nothing that they can't do. They, they can take take it as uh, you know, small or big as they want. You know, so it's a great thing, a great opportunity for them, right? They're not coming to a team where, you know, like in Alabama, where you kind of like, oh, there's a foregone conclusion that so and so is going to be playing next year, so and so is going to be starting in fifth position, blah blah blah. You know, every position is open. Um, and you know, age isn't isn't uh, an issue if you come in and, and show that you can play at this level and play for, you know, Nebraska and help them, you know, improve obviously on the field. You're going to get every opportunity to do it. And so, you know, uh, obviously, I'm I'm assuming it's, they're not done. I mean, uh, you know, both short term and long term. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be active in the portal at a couple other positions. So. But I like where they're at. I like the potential of what they're doing, uh, of the guys that are coming in. Um, you know, I think, you know, you see a couple of receivers that go with some of the young guys they already have on the roster. Um, you know, a couple of DBs. You got a couple of linebackers coming in. You got a guy that potentially could be the edge guy or kind of like a nickel guy. A couple of D linemen, O linemen. You got a quarterback. Obviously, he needs to get healthy. But ultimately, you know, a lot of positions were addressed, let alone um, three specialists, I think, came in. You know, I think I think either two kickers, one punter, and a long snapper. So everything is, you know, obviously that was a bit, you know, eyesore this year. So, you know, look, at, sometimes you, you ask and you will receive, and, and you're asking because, you know, the guys that didn't produce the year before. And, you know, where you can't really look at the rankings as far as, uh, where Nebraska is versus say like other Big Ten teams because the kids in the state of Nebraska one they you know they when you have um, I think that both the tight ends from Bellevue West are were four star I think the line you know the linemen that I think he's still maybe or trying to go to Missouri he was a four star and the linebacker went to Oregon I'm sure he was a four star um, you know those it, it makes it a little bit different because the kids from Nebraska generally don't get a lot of respect. But ultimately, you lose, I think, four or four stars. Now, granted, system preference and system uh, compatibility doesn't weigh into it. But then ultimately, you know, obviously you're looking at rankings. So um, I think they did well. I think the, all of the kids are, you know, going to be coachable, you know, want to be here. And I think that's a big uh, a big deal, too. Um, I think, um, 
you know, the makeup of them are, are, is good. And so I think it's a pretty good class. Jay, so you mentioned that, that, that coachable thing. Are, are there players who somehow get signed and committed without knowing who they are? Like we know there's certain stuff you're only, you, you can only find out later. But do they have yeah. a pretty good idea about the personal makeup of, of the, the dude that signed yesterday? I think they have a better uh, idea than uh, than last year. And it's not taking anything away from any of the guys that came, you know, last year. But, you know. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. With COVID, you, you know, you couldn't have as many visits. You couldn't really be in much contact. And so you're kind of, you know, making decisions, you know, sh- you know, shot in the dark. I think this year, you know, they were able to get a, you know, head start with some guys and kind of had targets that they wanted and, and, and did pretty well, I think. Um, so, yeah, you, you kind of miss on some stuff. But I think, you know, a lot of times, um, and this isn't particularly, you know, Nebraska or Nebraska only. Sometimes you see, you know, you get, you know, blinded by the potential of said player at said position that they could be blankety blank. Only, if, you know, every coach thinks I can get him right. Now, there might there is a case case or two that that happens, but it's very it's few and far between. Um, so maybe a little bit of that, but I think the makeup of the guys are good. And, uh, they, you know, they all want to be here. They're going to be competitive. They want to come in and make a difference. I think they see the opportunity versus, hey, I don't want to go somewhere where a team isn't, uh, you know, going to win. I mean, when you have a, a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach, obviously going to have a new running back coach and slash quarterback coach and, and or an offensive line coach, if I didn't mention that before, um, all of them with, you know, pro experience and success. And if you're at those those positions, they're coming in on that side of the ball. You know, you're, I'm showing up to campus thinking or and knowing that I'm trying to play uh, for a variety of reasons. So, um, you know, this all depends on how they approach it, and, and being coachable is a big thing. A big thing, uh, you know, for these kids. And I think I, I like to make up, you know, on the surface of all of them. You and I texted back and forth when we got the news of Urban Meyer being replaced at Jacksonville, and you were you're pretty adamant, like the dude's done, right? Dude's done. Yeah. Is that still how you feel later in the day? Will Urban Meyer ever coach again? Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't say he's like completely. Look, I, I will say this: there, there, there's people in in the coaching profession, especially some of these athletic directors, especially if they want to keep their job or kind of you know hit a home run they now they hire out of desperation so you know you know the door isn't totally shut on urban ever coaching again what i meant by that is probably he's done definitely within the short short term of coaching at the type of university that he is used to coaching at you know what i'm saying and that is a power five powerhouse type of university um It'd be hard sell for the athletic director to run down the hall 
and knock on you know the president's door and say we want to bring Urban Meyer. Now I will say this, um, he you know he, well, well I can't say well he, you know you know kicking the the, the kicker. Oh, what he was thinking. You know, it's not <laughs> funny, but right? Like, I mean, it's uh, just bananas, right? Yeah, I just wonder, like, how long, long why did it take you so long? Like, I, I can't. I mean, if a coach come kick me, like, dude, we scrap it, especially at the pros, right then and there. Like, uh, I just, you know. So you know, you wonder where you know where the truth lies, who really leaked it, and all this other stuff. So it just all kind of just goes into the whole thing down there in Jacksonville. So I'm sure. You know, just to, just to pounce on it and let's, you know, you know, you know, pile on Urban Meyer. But in the short, I don't foresee him coaching anymore. I think it would have to be a unique situation in the sense of he actively goes out there and tries to work on some of the things that he probably didn't do wrong or that he did wrong mm-hmm. um, to make it more appealing and sellable to, you know, the masses because that's going to be a big part of him you know, getting a job. Look, Urban Meyer, the coach, there's a, every, if you just took him as a coach, there's tons of universities that want to hire him. He's one of the best college football coaches of all time. And he's done it at every single level. And there's no doubt that if it came down to coaching, he could do it. Now, some of the personality issues that have manifested and grown to be somewhat of a, like a plague or disease, is probably magnitude magnified by that paycheck and his power right. that he had. You people don't realize he had total control of literally everything. If they wanted a certain type of toilet paper, he could have it. Uh, that was probably too much for him, too quick. Um, but it was part of his stipulation. So once you kind of get everything that you want, you think you run the whole thing. So I think this is a humbling experience for him. Um, ultimately, you know, I think he could probably jump right back on TV. It'd be interesting to see who would touch him in the short term. But I will tell you this. I was pleasantly surprised about Urban Meyer on TV. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was engaging. It was, I think he was a, a personality that was, you know, second to none. His ability to break down plays and make it real simple was great. Now I think there's other things that he probably needs to, you know, take care of in order to get back into coaching thing or even into TV. But he was, was, and would be great in the right situation. But I'm sure he's going to take – I'd be very surprised if he jumps back in within a year just because he probably just – you know, time heals all. And, you know, the, in, in, the, in the world of college and professional sports or professional sports and entertainment, there's going to be a bigger story and a bigger mess up than Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. He's just got to give it some time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, I, I think you're right. The TV thing may jump first. Uh, in order to make things move for him, but it it I don't think we've heard the last of the Urban Meyer story or stories. I really don't. Uh, no. Tonight, no. It, 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 I was just in short. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, uh, is uh, he's very competitive, and he didn't want to go out like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so he, he's going to probably try to do what he needs to do. You know, short time and get you know clear his name and get back right. I, like I said, I think it's going to be very interesting going forward. Who you got tonight? KC travels to L.A. to face the Lightning Bolts. Um, I, I got the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they hit their stride. I don't think they'll, you know, you know, beat the Chargers to the tune like they beat the Raiders. Um, 
but I think they, they are starting to catch fire. They're starting to be more consistent. I think the rough patch, uh, you know, if it ever could happen to them at a good time in the sense that they were able to work through it in the middle of the season, still win some games. Like I said, the big, the big X factor isn't Patrick Mahomes, isn't Travis Kelsey, isn't Tyreek Hill. It isn't the, you know, uh, the law firm coming back at the uh, you know running back position or the, the emergence of the young offensive line. It is the defense and the defense's ability to stifle people, make big plays, stop the run. Um, with Jones, Ingram, uh, and Frank Clark, that, that three-headed monster is second to none in the league, and they are starting to ramp up now. As teams are starting to wear down as far as like the pass protection, whether it's through injury or just kind of just wearing out of the season, these guys are catching their second win, and the defense is really, really starting to play well. So um, I look for the Chiefs to win, you know, anywhere from 7 to 10 points. Uh, but I think San Diego, you know, has all the tools to hang with them. Uh, but I think the Chiefs are just, you know, starting to take off and hit their stride right now. And they have the experience factor from the coaching standpoint of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes uh, of being, uh, you know, two of the best in the National Football League. It's going to be interesting. Pretty good one for Thursday night because they're not always good games. So we'll lock them up and do the thing. Uh, kind sir, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Appreciate you. All right, man. That's the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We'll get in the Christmas spirit. Lock down 10 songs. None of them are wrong. They're all right. Just sing along. It's okay. You'll be all right. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.